Welcome to the Precious Snowflakes podcast, episode number five. I'm Lelius Rose, and I'm Ben Phelps. And we are the Precious Snowflakes. Yes, we are. So what do we have to talk about today, Ben? uh, Interrupting. I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to interrupt. Yeah, probably. Um, Today, on second thought, why don't we... No, go ahead. As we promised last week, we will be discussing treason. Uh, And also, I think, (laughs) the classic question, men and women, can they be friends? I'm pretty sure a lot (laughs) of movies have answered that question. Uh... So treason. When did that book come out? Uh, was it 1998, something like that? The Ann Coulter classic. Oh, treason. I about the media. Yeah. For some reason, I'm unfamiliar with the nonfiction writing of Ann Coulter. Really? Or well, it was the writing. it was the fall of Either two. Slander, I believe. And oddly enough, I mean, it's it seems like what. What's the next one going to be? <laughs> well, there there've been quite a few. Like how to talk to a liberal if you absolutely must. Oh okay. You haven't. You're not familiar with the with the with the with the Coulter. I really. I don't. I don't read Ann Coulter. It's a little, she's a little passe these days. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. I would kind of be interested in a Kellyanne Conway book, mm-hmm. but only if it were an audiobook narrated by Kellyanne Conway, mm-hmm. uh, or by a famous actor or actress doing a Kellyanne Conway impersonation. That would actually be my preference. I think. Um. Anyway, treason. So I guess the big news this week is Michael Flynn, former national security advisor, uh, saying that he would accept a deal. uh, He would like immunity in exchange for testifying. And our question is testifying against whom and about what exactly? What? What is Michael Flynn hiding yeah, I would think in this bef- moment? I would think before they grant him immunity, they'd want to know uh, what it is he's he's got to offer. I mean, his his attorney came out with this statement saying he has a story to tell, and and Trump now today jumped into the into the fray saying, "Oh well, of course he should ask, he should ask for immunity because this is a witch hunt, and who knows what they're going." But generally, I mean. I mean, usually I wouldn't be worried. I mean, I personally would not be that worried about testifying in front of Congress because I can't think of anything that I would say under oath that would expose me to criminal prosecution. How about you? Can you think of anything they might ask me that would <laughs> put, you, put you in legal jeopardy? Well, so, as, as Michael Flynn himself, you know, quite correctly pointed out uh, a while back when, when talking about Hillary Clinton, is generally... People uh, only ask for immunity if they think they might have committed a crime. You know, it's funny you mention that because I just recalled that the last time there was a big story about people being given immunity, it was three employees of Hillary Clinton who were given immunity in (laughs) exchange for testimony (laughs) vis-a-vis the email cases. And that's what Flynn was commenting about. (laughs) It's like that in that clip that's being played ad nauseum now on every cable network. Yeah, so... You know, I will, I will say this, and some of our listeners uh, already know this about me. Others already know this, but won't like hearing it. Uh, it's okay. You have nothing to be ashamed of. I was a hundred percent one of the people who felt like they should have impaneled a grand jury uh, to a vis-a-vis Hillary Clinton and her violation of secrecy laws uh-huh. with her private server. 
And having lost the election, excuse me, having lost the election, I feel like she has already now received what is probably the most painful punishment she could possibly have received for any and all wrongdoing she's committed in her life, because now she has to watch Donald Trump be president instead of her. Uh, but I'm I'm a big believer in if there's if there when there's smoke there's fire and people should be appropriately investigated. I felt at the time that the investigations into Hillary weren't serious enough, and right now I feel more or less the same way about Trump. I think there ought to be a special prosecutor. I think whatever is going on, it ought to go to trial. Yeah, I mean, I, my impression of the whole Hillary email thing is just the case of. A middle-aged woman who doesn't quite, like like many middle-aged women, and no offense to middle-aged women, or, or, or women in general, middle, people who, let's not, let's throw middle-aged women or middle-aged people out of it. Uh, people who aren't exactly tech, tech experts, who use email and other, I mean, they're competent, but they're just, they're not really experts. And, and they, you know, they just, and especially VIPs, people like Hillary Clinton, who rely on other people to handle the quote-unquote technical stuff. Right. And except- you know, the whole thing, it's like, everyone wants to make it sound like she had some, like, you know, super secret plan with the server in her basement and all that. I think she just, it was just a matter of, she's like, I want to use my BlackBerry because I like my BlackBerry. How can I make all my email go to my BlackBerry? Except I don't care that she didn't use one BlackBerry. <laughs> we know that she used multiple devices, including multiple BlackBerries and multiple tablets yeah. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So her, I only want to use one device thing. Well, she didn't use only one device. Clearly, that was not a true statement. Right, 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 right. Yes. We also, you know, I will say this. Uh, there is a video on crack.com that proposed the theory that people stop following technology when they hit their peak of fame, which is why Julia Roberts <laughs> gets incredibly uncomfortable when people ask her why she doesn't have a Twitter account. Because mm-hmm. uh, she peaked in fame before Twitter was a thing. So to her, she just doesn't get it. And like Hillary peaked in fame probably the moment she was elected to the Senate. So why would she understand modern technology? <laughs> but that's what employees are for. They're to explain things to you. And there's a lot of fishy about what was going on there, including my oh, personal God. favorite was the guy who was in charge of the servers in Chappaqua or wherever, who posted when they, when Congress or the FBI or whoever, when they asked to hand over, it was the FBI. When the FBI asked Hillary's people to hand over all of the emails, an anonymous Reddit user posted a question to a tech support subreddit asking, how can I permanently delete emails from a, from a server? And someone was able to look and discover that, in fact, they could verify that that Reddit account was the Reddit account of the IT person in charge of Hillary's emails. Wow. So we... Incredible. Well, I'm just saying, we know that the FBI said hand over all of your emails and that the person who is in charge of that on the tech side mm-hmm. responded by asking Reddit how to permanently delete emails. So what did they do? Like, wipe it with a cloth? Well, <laughs> I imagine... 
<laughs> Hillary's famous, you know, quote. What do you mean, like, wipe it with a cloth? What? No. Uh-huh. no. <laughs> well, maybe Hillary's playing dumb. I don't know, but... I... Here's the thing. So, uh, yeah, that's kind it's of old kind news. Of... And yeah, it's no, and, and, no, and nobody cares anymore. So, let's talk about what people do care about. Michael Flynn. Michael and Flynn. And this whole Russia thing, you know, as opposed to Hillary's <laughs> boring email controversy. Yeah, I think it's I think it's safe to say that that is a closed case now because the election happened. Well, yeah, and so and really the question is like how deep does it go and how you know it, it, were they were that was the Trump campaign actively colluding with the Russians or was Trump simply the dupe? <laughs> you know they were that this guy uh, what's his name uh, Clinton um, what's his face who was testifying. Yesterday in front of the uh, uh. Senate committee, he was uh, talking. He's a former uh, uh, FBI agent, I think. He's some Someone. kind of FBI. Anyway, one of the. Anyway, he's a, like a former uh, like in federal investigator. Whatever. He was basically ex- uh, talking about how um, the Russians would put out these fake stories on RT and Sputnik News that that would b- basically t- these stories that were tailored to interest Trump and they would put them out at times when they knew he would be online and, he, and they'd tweet at him and he'd be like oh wow, oh wow that's I'll retweet that and so he they were actually the Russians were actually feeding this fake news to Trump and he was going out and repeating it on the stump he was re- he was basically helping them out that now as a uh, uh, former um uh, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper might call that unwittingly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> helping them. <laughs> well, part of it, part of it comes down to, or, or were they actually meeting with the, with, or were they actually talking to Guccifer and Fancy Bear and and these other guys and in actually exchanging information, you know, having it go both ways. So part of it comes down to the question of how smart is the person at the top, mm-hmm. and. Unlike Hillary Clinton, who I think is actually a very smart human being, uh, I'm a little dubious as to Trump's ability to understand things that are happening around him. Uh, That's the Reagan defense. That's one thing. (laughs) Right. Except that Reagan more or less knew what he was doing, uh, given that we don't know when, you know. Well, that was his defense, is that he didn't quite remember. Right? They were in Contra. Well, and we... We actually don't know when the Alzheimer's kicked in. Mm. Uh, with Trump, I would assume, if I had to guess where a truly independent and honest investigation would go, my guess would be collusion, actual collusion between Russian agents and people who worked for Trump, no actual collusion between Russian agents and Trump. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he was... I don't think he's... I think he's smart and sophisticated enough to actually be a Russian I mean, spy. I mean, what's I mean, what's I mean, the question. I mean, the thing that everyone's beating around the bush about, and the, what everyone really wants to know, is is there enough out there to get him impeached and removed from office? That's really the question because it, it really it, it it actually seems now, especially with this with all this Nunez bullshit, that the a lot a lot of the even the Republicans now in the in the House hmm. and especially in the Senate are they, they're not going to abide this much. They're they're really starting to get sick of this. They, especially now with Trump, actually going out and threatening to you know campaign against them to get some of them primary. I think they're they, they're getting a little bit over this and the idea of a. 
President Pence is seeming a lot more appealing by the day. And oh yeah, they 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 really. I mean, he's never really been their their guy, especially for these folks on the far right. He's always seemed kind of like an interloper to them. Well, one of the and how much will it really take to get enough of them to turn on him that they could actually get him? Ousted? I I think it's really interesting that. In Europe, the way elections have been shaking out across the board is that we now see far right, uh, so-called far right, but really sort of socially right, economically left, uh, nationalist populist parties that are vehemently anti-immigrant, vehemently closed border and anti-EU. We see them facing off more and more against sort of centrist, libertarian leaning uh, parties you know, parties like Mark Ruta's uh, PVV, VVD, VVD. Uh, PVV is, is Kurt Wilders, VVD is Mark Ruta. Uh, in France, we see it with Emmanuel Macron's centrist and March party fighting its Marine Le Pen's Front National. Uh, mm-hmm. Popping up all over the place. And we didn't get that here. Because we don't have a big multi-party system where a centrist libertarian leaning party could end up being the main rival for the sort of Trump nationalist populist party. What we had was a hostile takeover of what had previously been a center right to right wing big tent party. And the question now is, is there, as they say, is there a governing coalition does Trump's national populism, uh, is it enough, does he have enough people in Congress and either party loyal to him that he can get anything done? And the answer to that, I think, is a pretty clear no. Hmm. Just like Gert wow. Wilder's party in the Netherlands getting less than the plurality they needed to form a Gert government. Gert Wilders. Hart Wilder, uh, you mean? Whatever. Okay. So... So just like <laughs> Wilders in the Netherlands getting a lot of seats, but not enough to form a government, mm-hmm. just like Marine Le Pen, hopefully uh, getting mm-hmm. getting through the first round of the election, but getting creamed in the second is what people are predicting. Well, I mean, with, with Trump, he just can't get anything done, really. I mean, he puts, he he puts out these executive orders and gets them knocked back by the courts. Right, he doesn't. And he then, doesn't have a governing coalition. And then he can't get. I mean, you've. I mean, you've got the folks on the far right and uh, and the moderate Republicans. But I mean, you'd think his um his natural allies would be more along the lines of the Tuesday group, the more moderate wing of the Republican yep. Party. But I, I think. But he's you know, so extreme on other well, issues. He, he, he's just so unpredictable. And 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 so non and you know Republicans are, are nothing if not ideological for the most part, and I think a lot of them just well, they, they they look at him and they can smell just like the Democrats they can smell the blood in the water and they don't really know how much longer he's going to be around. I think and, right the, now, and the more they and the more they, the closer they get to him the more they you know like deal with him you know they don't want his taint to rub off on them. I mean, I would. I mean, if I were a republic, a congressional Republican, is, I really, if I were your average congressional Republican, I, and not necessarily a, you know, like a, like a, like a Freedom Caucus member or even a more moderate Republican, I would be like, I'm just going to sort of like lay low and just wait for this whole thing to play out. On the uh, subject I, of Donald Trump's taint, it is Sexual Assault <laughs> Awareness and Prevention Month starting tomorrow. Well, yes, April. Is, 
Trump April, just signed this that. This is April Fools. It's not right, really. <laughs> Trump just this signed. This is a joke, right? <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, nope. Well, and it's been April has been Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month for a while now, for a number of years. But it's just it's funny question mark that Trump is now the one sort of initiating so, it. So back on topic. Back on topic. I'm going to call for some wild speculation. What do you think that Flynn wants to say? Under oath with immunity. He wants to talk. You think it's Bannon he, he wants to go? You think that's the guy he wants to throw under the bus? I think it's Bannon. I He clearly wants to throw someone under the bus who's sort of higher up than he is slash was. Right. But I really doubt that it was Trump himself. <laughs> I think it's going to be you Bannon. think he's too loyal? No. I just don't think there's any there there. <laughs> I, I don't think... That anyone from Russia approached Trump personally, mm-hmm. because I think that they wouldn't trust him, but, but they would have trusted someone like Bannon. Here's the thing. Even if Trump never directly like colluded with the Russians, if the people under him were, like someone like Bannon or Flynn, and he was sort of unwittingly kind of just like playing the dupe, do you think that's enough to, to, to get him you know, in, in enough hot water that he could end up getting forced out? I mean, the fact that he's so naive that he's that he's basically falling for this fake news that the Russians are putting out and publicizing it and, and putting it out on the stump. Do you think that's enough to bring him down? I actually do. If the investigation is honest, mm-hmm. the same way that Republicans were like, man, the investigation to Hillary is tainted. Yeah. I feel like the investigation to Trump is clearly well, guy, already tainted. This guy, Devin Nunes, the chair of the Intelligence Committee, he's this guy is not the sh- brightest star in the sky, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I'm, so I, I mean, mean, I mean, talk about being a dupe. I mean, that guy got duped. <laughs> I mean, give me the, this whole deal where the these these White House staffers, who one of them is one of Flynn's lackeys, the other one works for the the, the White House Counsel's office. They call him up and they're like, "Oh, come over. We've got some information we want to share you about some some some." And and it turns out all it is is there there's they have some intercepts of. Of basically foreign like ambassadors and for people well, talking about Trump, not not to Trump, not to the not to the transition, but they're just talking about how they would like to get closer to them and 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 garner some influence. I think they but intentionally compromised Devin Nunes. And then Nunes, you know, they give him this info. He has to go over to the house to to the to the White House to some sort of secure reading room where okay, White House officials let him go and read about this stuff and then. Then he goes back to the Capitol and then the next day calls a news conference about how he's got this new info. He has to share it with the president, then goes back to the White House <laughs> to share it to Trump, who then says he feels vindicated by this revelation. Meanwhile, the ranking member of the intelligence committee is like, what the hell? Why are you not bringing this to me? So <laughs> I read a piece today that argued that the House is not really equipped to investigate Trump and mm-hmm. that the Senate should be in charge of it. Not intellectually I, equipped, apparently. <laughs> I like... made the observation, I think last week, that I feel like we've reached a point where Donald Trump is Fozzie Bear and <laughs> and Lindsey Graham and John McCain are Statler and Waldorf. Okay. <laughs> but I honestly think that Lindsey Graham and John McCain should be running the investigation into Trump. Hmm. And... The fact that they're out for blood with him 
I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think there should be a real vigorous investigation it, led by Republicans you know into what, the Trump administration. You, I mean, I know that Lindsey Graham was a former JAG officer in the Navy, so he definitely knows something about the law. Do we, what is Nunes' background, anyway? I'd never really he's heard not, much about I'm him. I'm pretty sure he's not a lawyer. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, people of the internet, but I'm pretty sure that Nunes' uh, background is that he got elected to Congress. Okay, so... And, and then he, was chosen for the Intelligence Committee based I, on I'm just wondering what being is, in Congress. What, so there's nothing in his background that qualifies him to be the chair of the... It seems like, I mean... Well, was, to was be this fair... about oil? I mean, how did he land this gig? To be fair, there's nothing in Dianne Feinstein's past that makes her particularly qualified to be the ranking member of the Senate Intelligence Committee either. And once she became a member of the Intelligence Committee, she started getting massive campaign donations mm-hmm. from military contractor companies and companies like Boeing. Uh, yeah, but she's not an airhead. I mean, what's... <laughs> right, but she's... I would argue that she's basically bought and sold okay. by the military-industrial so, complex. So, so Nunes... So is, Nunes is the same thing, I mean, but he's a Republican him, in the Why him and not someone else? You know, I'm just wondering what it is about... How did he... In I mean, in part... In part he, there, why, why did Paul Ryan think that he was uniquely qualified for that job? Uh, because he was loyal. He okay. was rewarded so for is, his okay, loyalty. So that's what it's about. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's just how Congress works. Both parties, that's how Congress works. People are rewarded for loyalty, not for aptitude. Well, he, I mean, he's been contradicting himself. I mean, he it's 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 crazy well, how... He's exposed, yeah, he's exposed well, the fact that that's a terrible system. A reporter it's not will a ask him a question in a news conference, and then they'll ask the same question, and he'll give a different answer. <laughs> and then they'll ask him a third time, and you'll get yet another answer. He, he just can't get his... his, his yes, no, he, he just can't get his story straight. I mean... It's it's a joke. <laughs> well, it all part of it comes back to there are fewer and fewer people in government who have actual military and intelligence backgrounds. Forget about intelligence backgrounds. How about just ordinary, like average intelligence? Yeah, I think Nunez is just a really he's a bad fit. He's been he's been rewarded for loyalty mm-hmm. to the party, loyalty to Trump and to Paul Ryan. He was seen as a good as a good fit from a political expediency yeah. perspective. And now that chicken's coming home to roost because it turns out he doesn't know what the hell <laughs> Although, he's doing. It, you know, if we, if we, if they, if they give him the boot, the next one in line is who? Trey Gowdy. <laughs> I kind of like Trey Gowdy though. Um, yeah. But I mean, you, you see what the questions he was asking in the, uh, in that, in that hearing. Yeah, well, he was he's, going on about the unmasking, and he was more worried about who un, who unmasked Flynn than about what Flynn actually did. You know, one of the big, one of the funny things about politics is uh, leakers are one of those issues where the party in power always hates leaks, and the party out of power always loves them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just there's no there's no like ethical principled stand. <laughs> no one's making a principled stand. Yeah, principled yeah, he, stand on leaks. Trey and didn't leakers. have a, a big problem with it when it was the Benghazi hearing. Yep. <laughs> well, like. Like, no one's going to bring Edward Snowden home. Mm-hmm. Pouring one out for you, bro. I hold <laughs> out that Edward Snowden will come home someday. For those who are uh, not watching the, the video because it doesn't exist, Ben just raised his fist. I did. And he um, did it again. No, I... I and, and, and referred to Ed Snowden as bro. For all those listening at home. Which is all of them. When it comes to leaks and whistleblowers and the like, 
there's a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. On one far end of the spectrum, there's the leaker slash whistleblower who takes everything into careful consideration, knows the background of everything, and is incredibly careful about what they release and how and to whom. And on that far end of the spectrum, there's Daniel Ellsberg. On the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. there's someone who receives information, legally or illegally, doesn't care where it comes from, and just releases it immediately, no redaction, no editing, no censorship. And that end of the spectrum is WikiLeaks. And the question is, where does Edward Snowden fall? Is he closer to Daniel Ellsberg or is he closer to WikiLeaks? Hmm. Personally, I consider him to be closer to Ellsberg. I think he did the right thing. I think he should come home. There were both Democrats and Republicans at various points in the last presidential election who said that. But the truth is, no Democrat or Republican is ever going to bring Edward Snowden home. Because whoever is in power always hates leaks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if they're the perfect whistleblower like Daniel Ellsberg. It doesn't matter. Whoever is in power is always going to want to cut out the leaks and throw everyone in prison who tries to be a whistleblower. Sure. That was true for the last eight years for the Democrats. It's already true now for Republicans well, like I, Trey Gowdy. And I, I agree with you on a lot of points. I, I do have to confess I have a little bit you know, mixed feelings. I feel a little bit conflicted about that because on, on one hand, uh, in order for our national security apparatus to function there, there does need to be a certain amount of secrecy, but at the same time, well, I have mixed feelings at, about at WikiLeaks, the, but same, I do not have mixed feelings about it. At Snowden. the same time, what the, the stuff that was going on with the NSA, it, 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 it was so, it had gotten so out of hand and so far beyond what their state right, is beyond the, panel. what their stated, what their stated mission is. That I mean, it needed it needed to get out there. Now, should your should all the should everyone who works for the should every analyst working from the, for the NSA take matters into their own hands and you know just publicize stuff? I mean, I, I, Snowden is a unique case because he did t- go to extraordinary lengths to make sure that he wasn't putting lives at risk, that he wasn't jeopardizing. Yep. But you know, not everyone is. I mean, Snowden is an is an extraordinarily intelligent guy. Right, He's well, not your average, you know, Joe who's just like, oh, I'm just going to leak everything and, you know, put a bunch of stuff out there and see what happens. So well, this is the... on, on one hand, we, we, we don't want to encourage that sort of thing from the general rank and file. But at the same time, I do think he did the country and the world a, a gigantic service in well, doing this, what he did. And, this is the And fundamental... doing it in, in the most responsible way possible. Well, that I agree with you. I think that's the fundamental difference between Edward Snowden and Julian Assange is one of them put a tremendous amount of care and effort into making sure the people weren't going to be hurt Mm -hmm. by the revelations. And the other one is like, whatever, give me information and I'll release it the next day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All information needs to be public all the time. Yes. And I I will say this. There have been a lot of accusations about like WikiLeaks secretly works for the Russians. I don't think that's true. I think WikiLeaks is more primal than that. They just re- they receive information, they release it. Mm-hmm. They don't care who they're well, receiving it they, from. They call themselves an anti-secrecy group, right? Right. <laughs> they, yeah. I don't think it's fair to accuse WikiLeaks of colluding with the Russians. If the Russians gave them leaked American information, they would release it. If America gave WikiLeaks leaked Russian information, they would also release that. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They just care about privacy being a thing that they don't like. <laughs> um. But anyway, back to 
So we were going to talk treason. about uh, oh treason before we get on to uh, male female relationships. Um. Yeah, I. I guess to <laughs> conclude to conclude the treason conversation. Treason. I think there needs to be a full, vigorous, bipartisan investigation into uh, the whole Trump campaign's interaction <laughs> with Russia. Bipartisan. <laughs> yeah. Right. At the very least... Maybe in the collegial Senate that might happen. Right. What I would love to see is a Lindsey Graham and John McCain-led investigation mm-hmm. because I think they would just wreck them. And that would be fun to watch. Who's it? Mark Warner and what's his name? Or was it... Was it Lindsey Graham? Uh, no, it wasn't Lindsey Graham. Anyway, yeah, I, and the Senate, the Senate Intelligence Committee definitely is a, a different animal than the House Intelligence Committee. It might actually be possible there. Yeah. But yeah, um, so what, what were you alluding to earlier when you were talking about uh, the other topic? Oh, well, are we talking about LGBTQ? Was it? Or was it? You you mentioned at the beginning of the show that there was a second topic. I'm trying to remember. Because there were several others that we discussed. Which one was it that you uh, decided you wanted to go with? Do we need to rewind? Uh, What did we say we were going to actually do? Oh, well. This is the part where we take a break and find out. Anyway, we will be right back. On Precious Snowflakes. What a blue ribbon day. Open a beer. What do you hear? Why it sounds like Pabst. Listen here. Pabst. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. Pabst is the beer that speaks for itself. It speaks with authority. It says, well done, now have a beer. itself it says well done here's your refreshing reward for all your blue ribbon moments make it pabst because pabst makes it perfect pabst blue ribbon so much better for so little more welcome back to precious snowflakes all right so our our second topic of today is the i introduced as the nebulous men and women can they be friends of course what we're really talking about is mike pence's statements regarding not having private dinners and what have you with women who aren't his wife or at least without his wife present Mm -hmm. and this is an area where we actually have some disagreement um because my response to hearing that from mike pence was whatever that's fine okay i mean and that's his business i don't really it doesn't make any difference to me what who Mike Pence uh, does or doesn't want to eat uh, a meal with. But at the same time, uh, w- the thing that, that sort of raises my hackles a little is the is all the, the drumbeat of uh, concert Christian conservatives or fu- whatever you want to call it, uh, family values type. That it, It's not that they personally make that choice. It's that they want to decree that as being the default position of what's quote-unquote normal and moral and okay that anyone any any a man and a woman who are not married who are well no who are married but want to 
marriage to other have, people. The idea that going to a restaurant with someone other than an, an op, a member of the opposite sex other than your spouse is somehow strange or should be frowned upon or there's something weird going on or it's you know i'm just i it it, to me it just it it reinforces the idea that 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 people who are who are that into who are that worried about those type of things they really are really people who are super religious and all that are really just extremely repressed perverts that cannot control their their urges, that they can't sit down f- over a tuna sandwich and not want to bone a member of the opposite sex who's sitting across the table. Even if, you know, it's just lunch or... Di- what, what? It's like, really? It's just... You can't have a meal with a friend of the opposite sex without without it being improper? Really? Seriously? So, so here's here's my response to that. I spent much of the last decade of my life working in various capacities as a religious youth worker. Mm -hmm. But I was working for sort of the liberal end of modern Judaism. I was a reformed Jewish youth worker at summer camps and youth groups, whatever. And I always kept to a very strict rule. Uh, And that rule was you don't ever have a... Like, when you're a dude who's being paid to be there... You do not have a private interaction with a girl whose parents are paying for her to be there. And part of it is a little bit of like, if you're a 19-year-old staff member and there's an 18-year-old participant, you know, maybe contain yourself. But largely, it's to avoid potential for accusations. Okay. It's... And I think there's something but to be we're said. Talking, what about, we're talking about grown So here's here, what I was though. about to say is I think there's something to be said about power <laughs> dynamics. Uh-huh. There's something to be said about power dynamics that that any time you have a straight male who is in a position of power over a straight woman, that like maybe they should have a third person there when there's a position of power involved. Okay, well, and when it's the vice power. president of the United States, it's always a position of power. Okay. This is what okay, we... Okay, okay, okay. But, but that's not what... We're not talking about positions of power. We're just talking about adult men and women being friends. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, boss, like, you know, co- you know, you know like, supervisor, subordinate type relationships here. That That's kind of a, in a different area right. and i and i can appreciate the the need for discretion when it comes for that sort of thing so you don't give off the appearance that maybe something is going on but what they were what we're actually talking about is just the idea that if you're a straight man and you have and and and, and a straight man and a straight woman cannot be f- platonic friends without and and go out to dinner without people like raising their eyebrows and going uh What's going on there? Well, of course I would say that, that like, under most circumstances, that can be totally acceptable. That's like, uh, like a jackhammer there. And I'm, I know, my phone is, <laughs> my phone just vibrated for those in the audience. And it's a really loud, intense vibration because my phone's a little broke. I think they felt um, it in the next county. Anyways. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a Twitter follower then. Um, 
a uh, fun shout out to the liberal archive in Belgium mm-hmm. and to the uh, the radical liberals in Denmark for following me on Twitter. Thanks. It's fun to have a political party and a library following me on Twitter. Uh, anyway. As you were saying. Uh, as I was saying. As you were defending uh, prudery. I, I wouldn't call it defending prudery. I would just say that in... In the Jewish world, for a guy to say, I don't want to go out to dinner with a female friend without there being a third person present, like that... Whatever. No, no, no. I, I'm, And I don't have a problem with I guess it's a question saying, of calling it what, normal. I don't, it's one thing. I don't have a problem with people saying, I don't want to do that. What I do have a problem with is people saying, you're... That that's... That, that, that I'm the one who's... Ab, that that's weird or that I'm being abnormal or, you know... <laughs> I guess then to suggest that uh, that 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 the people that somebody who doesn't find that objectionable is the one with the problem or that you know that that should be <laughs> yeah I guess I would say that like I would say that of course I think that men and women who are both straight can be platonic friends yeah. uh, like of course I think that it can be acceptable for a man and a woman who are not romantically involved to have dinner together. The question is, like, I'm not... As you gesture towards me. Am I bothered? (laughs) Am I bothered by Mike Pence saying, it's normal for me to not do this? I'm not. I'm not bothered by him saying that. Because I think that for a man in his situation to always have a third person present when he's having a private meeting with uh, a heterosexual woman... Isn't that kind of what we wish Donald Trump would do? <laughs> well, that's a pretty low standard. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, let's talk about like. Well, no matter no matter how old people are, no matter what relationships they have with each other, the power dynamics and threat of violence in some capacity is always going to be a present issue. This is something that well, that modern. That sort of the current wave of feminism is is all about is uh-huh. is where are there microaggressions? Where is there poss- possibility sure, for aggression? Sure. And in a way, I feel like Mike Pence <laughs> is actually living in closer accordance with the sort of feminist ideal. He's saying, I think it's normal for someone to always have a third person present to make sure that nothing nefarious happens. To make sure... It's it, to me. I find it kind of offensive. This idea that that basically, I mean, it, it's basically the tr- a trope of that straight men cannot conceive of 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 women as being friends and just friends. <laughs> that that's something that that a, that a straight man cannot wrap their mind around. It's like okay, we're friends. There's nothing going on between us. We're enjoying each other's company, but not in an inappropriate way. That that's somehow. I guess there are some people who can't do that, that any, you know, another reasonably attractive straight woman, if you're alone together, that you just can't help yourself but to make a move. But I, I personally, as, as a straight man who's perfectly capable of controlling my urges and who is fully committed to the woman I love, I, I can't, I, I don't, I don't see why I should have to apologize for wanting to be friends with a, with, with a straight woman who I, you know, care very much about and I'm very close friends with, but I don't have any interest in, you know, making it anything more than that. And I, and I don't feel like I need anyone to be looking over my shoulder to make sure that nothing happens. 
So you and I feel the same way about ourselves. Both of us are confident in our sort of lack of danger, our lack of aggression, mm-hmm. that neither of us pose a threat at all to the well, women in our lives who are not, personally, you know... I, I think it's a matter of honor and, and trust, you know? <laughs> right, like... so we both... I would say that we are both men who hold ourselves to, I would argue, normal human standards, but what other people might consider to be high standards. Uh-huh. The question is... when well, it comes that's just not realistic, you know? It's like... Well, so here's the question. <laughs> when it comes to calling something normal or not normal... Mm-hmm. Do we expect, do we believe fundamentally that other men hold themselves to the same standards that we do? And I kind of don't. Like, I don't give other men the benefit of the doubt on that one. And because I don't give other men the benefit of the doubt, I am more willing to agree with Pence. Like, I am more willing to say, like... A man well, should probably think about having I, a third person there. I, I get it. He doesn't want to put himself in a potentially compromising position. I can, I can, right. and, and he's a public right. official. I can respect that. What I what I have a problem with is when people who I consider to be prudish, especially of the Christian variety, go around saying, "Well, if you're a man and you're you know hanging out with a woman and you're and you're just saying you're friends, there's really something else going on." The, and you're just not being honest about it. I'm thinking, well, actually, no, you're the one who can't get your mind out of the gutter and stop obsessing over sex because, you're, frankly, the reason you're so into your religion and your fundamentalism is because you're sexually repressed. You know, I think there's something to be said Send for... Send your hate mail. No, right. go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think there's something to be said for people who want to live what they perceive of as a, as a more pure life. Like Fine. I know in the <laughs> your life. In I mean, the, if, if you're satisfied and 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 confident in your relationship, you don't you don't need to worry about being pure. You know, it's just it's, it's just say, it like, doesn't require any effort if you're not if you're not prone to to straying off the reservation in the first place. You know, I I have friends who uh, who are what we say in the community, uh, Baal Teshuva. Uh, which literally means like master of redemption, which is a weird phrase. But what it really means is it's someone who does not come from Orthodox Judaism, uh, but who has is moved that your word for me, okay. but who has moved into Orthodox Judaism. Uh, all right. And I know a handful of people who are Baal Teshuva who are Shomer Nagia and Shomer Nagia is the practice of not touching someone of the opposite sex who is not an immediate blood relative and who is not your spouse. Sure, sure. Um, That's when we put up like the sheet between the two sides of the room. But um bum Yeah. Uh, no, no, really. I mean, it's actually a thing. Yeah. Oh, the machitza, but that's a the whole... Machitza, yeah. The machitza is a whole other issue. Everyone, if you don't know about the machitza, look it up. Everyone tune into my other p- weekly podcast, Machitza Talk. Exactly. Um, You'll find it at machitza.blogspot.com. That... I feel like we have to get that now. <laughs> uh, but they'll have to figure out how to spell machitza. Yeah, it's a little complicated. The letter ch is a little tricky. Anyway. Just, it's www.mach. It's, what, what is it? Uh, no. But like, I know anyway. people, the point is, I know people who are Baltashuva and who have committed themselves to being Shamanagia who are not sexually repressed. They just want to live sort of a pure life until they're married. I got it. And... For them, for those people to hold themselves to the same standards as Mike Pence, I think is not unreasonable. 
I think it's not a to me it's not a sign not of re- sexual repression. And I feel like it's we're a sign of, talking, of personal commitment. We're sort of talking past each other. It's like fine, you, you go ahead and do that. But I mean, why? I mean, don't 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 look down on me and say, oh, you're you know you're, you're whatever you're. <laughs> look down on me as being some sort of great fornicator just because I have lunch with a female friend. <laughs> whatever. I condemn you in your <laughs> sinful ways. I know you do, but you just have to deal with it. Oh, fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's. Did you see they 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 were did you see they were they were both eating sandwiches together? Sandwiches. The way they were the way they were slurping sandwiches. the soup the way they were, and then and then it's, it's like that scene from Lady and the Tramp with the meatballs where it started out innocently enough, but then there was just one noodle. And they got closer and closer and closer. Well, I don't. I'm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make this R-rated. But if you've seen Lady, not going to spoil Lady, Lady in the Tramp. No, 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 no. Um, that was some oh God, doggy when, on doggy uh, action in there. When you said one noodle, I there's a Trevor Noah joke about how Donald Trump wakes up every morning and wraps one hair around his head. 11,000 times in order to make mm-hmm. his hairdo. Mm-hmm. That's what I just pictured. Ugh. Well, thank you for ruining my dinner. Yeah. So I guess the conclusion of this particular segment is that both of us think that people making individual decisions about what they will or won't do is fine, but it's a question of, of who's defined as normal. Mm-hmm. Pence defines his particular practice as normal. And my response to that is, eh, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> Lel's response to that is, uh, you're a prude. You're <laughs> it's, not, it's not the 1950s. I mean, come on. I, I mean, grownups don't need chaperones to go have lunch. I'm sorry, unless you're just, unless you're just a complete sex fiend and you just cannot keep it, you know, in 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 your pants. I mean. If, if you're like, the kind of person who can't be trusted to go have a meal in a in a public place in a, in, in, a, in a, a restaurant, then then you probably shouldn't let that person anywhere near your significant other. What if you just want context. to live above reproach? What if you just want to live a life free of possible? I mean, we're suspicion? talking about like stuff that happens in public anyway, right? I mean, having a meal—we're talking about in public, right? yeah (laughs) we're not talking about sharing hotel rooms or anything like that you know it's like give me a break uh i just think it's a little weird my my point is i I think people who think that way are sexually repressed who they they have they have issues and my response is maybe some of them but not all of them well usually those who uh those who complain the loudest I'm just there saying. is there is something to be said for the fact that the state that has the most porn searches mm-hmm. online is Utah. Yeah. Uh, the state that is probably the most sort of intensely religious in the United States. Just turn it off. Like a light switch. Turn it off. Is that a song? It's from... a neat little Mormon trick. Yes, I haven't seen that. the Book of Mormon. It's probably the most controversial thing I'll say during this podcast. I haven't seen the Book of Mormon. Well, you should. It's it's a, it's a good show. I want to. Well, now that I've won that argument, <laughs> we should probably 
call it a day. Yes, yes, it's getting. How long are we, Chris? Well, I think we'll put it we'll put it there. Next week we will talk about life and death, specifically the death penalty in Arkansas. Oh, well, a place that has a, a that has a, a a perfect unblemished record uh, when it comes to their their death penalty. Arkansas, the state that went from Bill Clinton to Mike Huckabee. I don't think they've ever um, sentenced even one person, you know, or even ever wrongfully convicted even one person, let alone three. And certainly, oh, of not. and certainly not in West Memphis. Of course not. Uh, all right. It's been a jam. Enjoy your week, listeners of Precious Snowflakes. This has been Ben Phelps. And I'm Lelius Rose. And we are your Precious Snowflakes. Peace. Good night. <laughs>